The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Another volatile day, another volatile overnight session. We'll talk about all that. We'll talk about uh, how we're feeling. We're, we're going to get into our feelings today a little bit, how we're feeling about the market. Um, we'll talk about what businesses uh, could be potentially uh, positively impacted by uh the coronavirus only getting worse here. We're seeing some, you could call them short squeezes out there, some rallies in some, in some uh, lower price names. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about Bill Ackman's appearance on CNBC yesterday that was pretty interesting and, and uh, aligns with some stuff we were saying on the show yesterday. And uh, we'll get to your questions from our chat. I want to bring Joel on now. Joel, tell us what's the word here in the overnight trading session as I try to unmute you. Hold on one second. Your unmute is not working. Can you unmute yourself? Hello. There we go. There we go. I gotta do it. I gotta go back to the the mute unmute trick. Yeah. No. I it it wouldn't it wouldn't let me unmute you for some reason. Anyway. Yeah. Because I because I was self muted. Ah. Okay. Lisa wishes that uh, she had a self mute a mute button on me, but yes, she uh, does. Anyways. Big old range overnight. <clears throat> we had a spirited rally up to 2460. Uh, I'm going to use the interday highs now. I think the interdays are, interday highs are so important because of these ranges. So the interday high from yesterday was uh, 2442. We got to 2460 overnight. So we're not going to split hairs. We're going to call oh, it- How much was that up from the close? Because a lot of newer listeners now, we're getting a lot of okay. different types of people. They might not you know, just be following the numbers that closely. So if you say, maybe when okay. we're doing the numbers, Thank we could you. say that was up 5% from the close or that was up 3% from the close. You know, so it's so just well, you do the percent. I'll tell you the number. I don't have then- the many futures quotes. No, 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 no. Then you them, tell so me the know. percentages. We were up. We were. <laughs> yeah, make me do the air math. <laughs> we were up. Uh, we were up sixty handles from the close. There you go. That's what I want to hear. Okay. All right. So you're you're up almost. You know, you're talking you know, roughly speaking two and a half to three percent from the close. Then we fell two hundred points. We fell the twenty two seventy five. And then we rallied. <laughs> then we rallied. Can we see this overnight chart, Spencer? I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Maybe I should. Oh, maybe uh, it is there. Yeah, I think he's got it there. Yeah, maybe. Here, you know what? Here's a one-minute chart for you, Dennis. No, no, not one minute. Never. Spencer, should I start learning how to share my screen better? 
because I got a really sweet chart on here. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to practice today, and then I'll, we'll do don't it tomorrow. Don't use the one-minute charts. People yeah. don't use them. Here's a 15-minute chart. It shows you the overnight. Okay, that, yeah, no, I, I don't want No, there. go 15 minutes, Spencer. Go 15. He, he just did. We're at 15 okay. minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. You had that spirited rally. Then you had the break. Now, the interesting thing about the break is you did not get to the low from yesterday. Uh, you missed it by uh, 10 handles. So there's your line in the sand on yep. the downside, right? Yeah. And then your line on the sand on the upside is, uh, is uh, you know, that 2460. So we can uh, – we no chance of an outside day yet because of the upside. But, you know, once again, I'm looking for – I'm not looking for, like, major rallies. I'm just looking for some calm downness, you know. That's, uh, you know, that's my overall thinking on that. Um, moving on to crude, <clears throat> man, that thing got down to 2055 yesterday and the big boys came in. I don't know if they were covering shorts. I don't know what the hell was going on, but some major volume came in and crude got a boost, uh, 2055, probably a lot of people were waiting for 20 bucks, but that didn't happen. So let's keep an eye on 2055. Gold's just meandering the day up, uh, or down three bucks here. Let's call it 1475 silver. Up nearly three cents at uh, twelve dollars and five cents. Silver's just gotten <clears throat> tarnished. Uh, Bitcoin, we got a rally in Bitcoin here. We're up three hundred and thirty-five dollars at five thousand six hundred and seventy-five. So try not to be too complicated on that. I'm sure I am, folks. If you got any questions, I'm going to get into the YouTube chat, and yeah. uh, you know we got to go back to you know answering questions and find out what people want to know about. We can talk to we're blue in the face but we want to we want to try and make you guys uh you know educated informed and uh help you try and navigate through these markets all right so let's talk you know just talk for a few minutes here about the overall market and yesterday around 2 30 it actually felt like capitulation it felt like everybody was throwing in the towel i was looking at honeywell and it was down 30 bucks so you're talking about a, you know, a stock that, you know, they're not even really at fault here. They just have a lot of debt and they're hitting anything with debt. I mean, it really did feel like that was capitulation. It felt like that. In normal markets, I would have turned around and started buying everything. But because the negative news flow potential to still come here is so in incredible, I don't know if it was, you know, I, I, I was thinking, I think that was it. I think that was a short-term bottom. I was saying it to my friends. I was saying it to some other traders. I was saying it to my wife. I felt like that was it uh, around 2.30. And then we went, and when we really spiked after that, you know, we obviously spiked into the close because we got down to what, 2.28 on the SPY, spiked over 2.41. And then uh, we went up to 2.48 uh, after hours. So it looked like pretty good, but then we give it all back again. So, and you have to ignore my nasally voice. Here's my issue. I have, a, I have a sinus infection. I know I have it because whenever I get a bad cold, I get a sinus infection afterwards. I got to get antibiotics to get rid of it. I don't know how I'm going to get antibiotics because I'm obviously just staying in my house. and I don't want to go to a doctor to go get a prescription. And I don't want to go to the pharmacy to actually go get the prescription. So I got to figure that out. But anyways, you're going to have to live with the nasally voice for a little bit. Hopefully my body can fight it off, but who knows? Um, so, anyways, that's the day's Let me voice make story. one comment on that, yep. Dennis. Uh, we've had a lot of capitulations. You know? We have, but that yeah. felt we didn't. We haven't seen a stock like Honeywell, which is a stock that's not even on people's radar as having problems. Like, like before yesterday, falling thirty percent. I mean, there were stocks that were down twenty, thirty percent across the board yesterday in one day. In one day. 
I mean, you look at the overall carnage and you say, yeah, the market was down eight or nine percent, um, you know, at, at one point in time. But individual stock action was absolutely insanity. There was a lot of stocks that were down 30 percent yesterday. The same stocks, you know, the airlines we've been talking about, and I'm going to say it again. I think the airlines, you know, are in big, big trouble. Um, they might get a bailout, but I think it could be at a lot lower price. Boeing, significantly down. We've been talking about that. You know, when people were asking if it was cheap 179, I said it could go to zero or, you know, it's maybe worth five to 10 bucks in the case of, you know, government bailout. It's not worth much if, you know, they do have to get a bailout here. Um, so that those stocks continue to be very, very weak, despite whatever the market does. You know, so casinos, designs, airlines, those are no touches. No, no, absolutely no touches. You know, those could potentially... 90% down from where they currently Hotels, like the Ackman interview, he was spot on. You know, people don't want to hear that, but what he was saying was spot on. They need to shut it down. We've been talking about this. Maybe watch this pre-market prep. Yeah, I, we have been I, talking I, about this. Shut it down for a month. We've been saying this on the show for weeks, and people get pissed off at me for saying it. That's what needs to happen. We need to shut it down, stop the virus from spreading, and then reboot. It's like you're going to have heart surgery. You know, here's an analogy. You're going to have open heart surgery. And, but the doctor doesn't want to stop your heart to perform the surgery because he's scared he won't get it started again. So he's just going to try to tie up all the ventricles and do everything in, on the heart while the heart is actually beating. Boom, 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 boom. So, no, it's not how it works. You stop the heart, you fix the problem, and then you restart the heart. That's what we need to do here. We need to stop the economy short term shut it down, stop the spread, fix the problem, and then reboot the economy. That is a success. That's the way that you're going to see success. That's the way China did it. That's the way Singapore has done it. Italy is a little bit too late to the party. We might not be too late here yet. That's what needs to happen. People are still going about their daily business. You know, I've got, you know, friends that are still going into work that can work from home, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, one thing, if you have to go to work, I guess there's nothing you can do about it. But if you don't absolutely need to be out, like I've got friends that said, uh, my one buddy that has to go to work, um, he's driving by. He says, I look at the parks and the parks are packed. He says, there's all kids playing on the parks. People think it's like a snow day and they could just take your kid out to the park and play on the playground equipment. That's not helping. That's the kids, even if they're not getting sick, they're going to be carriers. That's not helping the problem. The problem comes from the spread. So we need to act and spot on, shut it down for 30 days and then restart it. And you know what? We might actually get past this. But if we keep just, you know, trying to just slowly, oh, we'll keep this open. We'll keep this open. Oh, uh, we don't want to, you know, we want to just go easy on the economy. The economy can't handle it. No, the economy can't handle this slow, steady, short decline. What we need to do is shut her down and restart it. Because if we just keep slowly, you know, like hotels are already empty. I mean, yeah. the hotel stocks like Ackman saying, you know, if we could keep going on like this for months and months, Hilton and all of them are going to go out of business. But if we, they can handle a 30-day stoppage. Stop it and restart it. That's, my, that's what needs to happen. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with both. Go ahead, Spencer. I'll let you have it. I, it was watching that Ackman uh, interview. Scary. It was, a little, it was scary. It was, it was scary only because it's, it's scary to see uh, someone who is, I guess, is known for being he's, – he's a pretty composed guy, I feel like. He's been on TV a lot sure. of years. He, Very he's, good speaker. He's, He's a, he's a good speaker. He's pretty composed. And, you know, he's made a lot of money for himself. He's done very well. Um, and to see someone like that, like, just basically panicking, uh, it was scary. scary. That, that being said, that being said, he did say, he kind of echoed what I tried to say, but he said it better uh, yesterday, which was he's buying because what 
choice do you have? It, it, uh, and buying stocks now is is a bet on society getting past this, right? It's a bet on this not being the end of the world, right? So, uh, you is know, it, I, that's because that's what he said. That's what he that, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, he he it was very conflicted. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I, there you here, go. Dennis. Here he's saying yeah. Hilton's yep. going to zero. Then he's saying he's buying Hilton. I'm telling you, I'm not buying Hilton stock. Yeah, because it could go to zero. I told you which stocks, you know, I've said on the show for the last week. If you're buying stocks here, look at the balance sheets. Look at the stocks that don't have a lot of debt. Those are the ones that are going to hold up better because they can get through this. That's why Apple isn't down. That's why Apple isn't down 50% or 60%. You know, Apple's down and the valuation was extreme, but it's still holding on. It's why Google is holding up fairly well. I mean, yeah, you can say, oh, it's still ugly as hell, but we're not in that epic fall where you're down 80% like some of these other stocks. So... I, I don't totally understand, you know, how he could come up with that bearish of a rant and then say I'm buying stocks. I know that Dennis, <clears throat> you you must have been reading reading my mind, and you know, and I, you know, buddies are texting me like, oh yeah, he was he was saying that, and then he wanted people to sell, and he was bottled, no. you know, and he was buying. No, no, no. There's, there's too no much for that. Happening you here. know, that was so, real. Yeah, yeah. So on Twitter, oh, that's the Ackman bottom, you know. So yeah, a lot I mean, of that, a lot yeah. of that yesterday. Huh? Yeah, and I mean, it might have been. I, I mean, but and, and there's a couple other things here. You know, he said he has had his group, you know, working at home since like mid February or whatever. And yeah, he was way ahead of the curve. And two of his people, you know, having in his office. Well, how are those two people doing? You know, he, he said one. He, he, he said one of them can't get tested. So yeah, they can't know. get tested. I mean, I know some people that are very close to me that have not been feeling good. Um, you know, yeah. there's just a lot of things going on. Yeah, but there, there's you, a lot I mean, of there's a lot going on. It's scary right now. Um, long term, you know, if you are throwing stuff in your account for the next twenty years, like Spencer Israel, you'll probably be happy that you did it at some of these prices. But if you're buying Boeing and saying, how can I go wrong with Boeing? I tell you, you could go very, 20 years from now, you might not get your money back at Boeing. You might not. You might. But I, I tend to think that these are the companies I don't want to bet on. So bet on, you know, companies like Apple, Google are going to come back. I believe they're going to come back. I believe in what Spencer's saying, that the U.S. economy is going to go on. So if you don't know which companies to pick, maybe you buy some ETFs. Maybe you just buy the SPY. Maybe you just buy the cues and saying, you know, I don't know which companies are going to survive, which companies are not going to, but the indexes will still survive. Maybe that's how you go about it. I don't know. I'm not advocating to come in here and say, load up and buy everything. But if you're nibbling and you have a lot of cash, it's probably not a bad idea. I'm still selling rips. I sold more stocks into the rips yesterday in my long-term portfolio. I think I'm almost 80% cash now. So you can tell how confident that I am that the bottom is in. I'd love to come in here and start buying stocks, but the potential news flow is still very, very bad, and we are still in the very early innings of this. I want to be a buyer in the sixth or seventh inning when we've got light at the end of the tunnel. Right now, you can't see it. So I think you're early yet. I do believe you're early yet. With that being said, it was a nice rally yesterday off the you know, Ackman Low or whatever you want to call it, but we've given it back here overnight again. It's very scary. If you have money in the market that you need next week, it should not be in there and it should be sold into any rally. But next week, on, I, I would say next few years. Next few yeah. years, for next sure. Next few years. Yeah. No, I'm hearing horror stories of people, you know, that are merging out. And they're, like, trying to meet margin calls. I mean, buying stocks, we've said it all for years, and you have said this too, Joel. Buying stocks on margin is crazy. 
it, this is the type of, you know, 2000, we watched in 2007, 2008, people buying stocks on margin. And trading on margin is one thing, but when you're buying stocks in your investment portfolio on margin, I think it's nuts. Because this environment happens and the markets fall 35%, you blow out. You blow out everything. You lose it all. You're still, if you're just using your own cash, well, you're down 35%, you know, on your stocks or whatever when we hit the lows yesterday. That sucks. But you know what? You can survive it. So, but putting in money that you need, money for the bills is crazy. Do not do that. So don't just think I'm going to go all in here. How can I go wrong? I'm going to make a lot of money. Right now, the whole goal is to keep your money. And that's why the stocks keep selling off. We don't know which companies are going to survive. There is going to be a lot of bankruptcies coming. Small companies that aren't even listed, small businesses, there are going to be a lot coming. We don't know which ones. You can kind of guess, though, when you start looking at balance sheets. And that's why, you know, we've guessed, you know, I've just given you the sectors you know, multiple times, the cruise lines, airlines. There's probably going to be bankruptcies in these sectors. Oil stocks, no touch for me. But some of these techs that don't have any debt or very low debt aren't bad bets here. Uh, we got to calm down first um, before I start even looking at stuff. I mean, this, this stuff just doesn't just turn around on a dime and go back up. Right. And look, I said before, you know, the market will bottom, you know, ahead of, you know, the pre-market prep show. Um, There's some big money being thrown out there. And I don't know who it is, but these rallies and these, I mean, you know, it's the bull versus bears and you see some major capitulations and then you see some major rallies. But the, the last overall market, or we can continue to talk about the overall market, but, you know, I think we're holding up pretty good. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean we're just, you know, we're just, just the greatest shorting opportunity in the world and we can, you know, and we're going uh, explain down. Explain why, because people see the markets down 30% and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I know what you're talking about. Explain why you think the markets are holding up pretty good. Okay. I, I, I like to keep an eye on highs and lows and closes on daily charts. I think it's important for stocks and commodities, futures, whatever. And uh, going back here, uh, Monday and Tuesday, we had two lows at 2350 and 2352. So that was a major level. And that, uh, that was an impetus for a 300-point rally and then a 200-point rally. Um, and then, you know, we had another, you know, then we took out that low yesterday. But we're still trying to, I mean, if you think about it, we are still trading in the area of what was a very significant support point and we did close above it yesterday now i don't know if we're going to close above it today um our low close of the move would be 2400 so if we can close today anywhere between 2350 and 2400 i'd be i'd be happy i mean i i would say that the market is still hanging in there obviously if we take out that low from yesterday and some may want to consider it a double bottom right now because 2262 is a low from yesterday and 2275 is a low for now. So if we um, if we do it again, take that out, then you know, I can't tell you where the – I mean, I do have some levels, but I don't want to throw them out here yet until we do it. So, you know, hang in here. Get above 2350. Post a higher close on the move and that. So for me, with everything that's happened since Monday and Tuesday – I feel like we're just kind of, you know, hanging in there. So that, that, the that, that's my perspective. The decline has been very orderly. 
I mean, we have had so many snapback rallies. It's not like we've just been straight. Like people are with, it's went down, it's went up, it's went down, it's went up, it's went down, it's went up. I mean, it's went down more, but the decline has been so orderly. It's not like we're down a thousand, then we're down another two thousand, then we're down another two thousand, everybody's caught. The day traders are still getting out. They're actually buying dips and they're actually able to get out on the reps and they're actually still not caught. We haven't caught anybody really yet. It, 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 in certain sectors, we have. I mean, like the home builders, they go down every single day. I mean, Lenar blows it away here and it's down again. We know why, because there's debt issues there and who the hell is building a new house when we come out of this? You know, there, there's stuff to think about with that, even with low interest rates. So there's the, the money implosion here tells me that there's going to be a lot of action of building a brand new house. There's going to be a lot of houses for sale probably because of the money implosion here. So, you know, a little bit of a housing bubble burst probably on the horizon if it's not, you know, already there. So home builders are probably ground zero for that. So I don't want to own those either. Despite awesome valuations, you look at Lenar and you think, oh, things trade four times earnings. Yeah, going forward, those earnings aren't going to be as good. But <clears throat> the carnage, like what, what you're saying, the markets are holding up pretty well. I look at the internals and I look at what's in there. And I'm like, I, I agree. I mean, the overall indices has held up very well. Do you know what's held them up? Stocks like Walmart. Walmart oh, yeah. made a new 52-week, new all-time high yesterday for Walmart. That is unbelievable. It's silly. I'm telling you, if I had Walmart, I'd be selling it, like in my long-term portfolio, because it's a gift. Same thing like you see these stocks like Blue Apron. I mean, they're ripping here this morning because, oh, it's food delivery. This is exactly what we need. It's a total coronavirus play here right now. The thing's squeezing the hell out of the shorts now. Goes from two to 23, talking about shorts just getting annihilated if they were still shorted. But, you know, and this thing could continue to go for a little bit here. But again, when the dust settles, this thing's, you know, probably going to go right back down when we get past this. But Walmart, Costco, and this rally in the food stocks, like the canned food stocks, like GIS, is a gift, in my opinion. It's a gift. I don't think these stocks, you know, are worth that much more because all of a sudden we're never going to leave the house again. We are going to leave the homes again. We are going to get past this. So normal markets will come back here once again. But I mean, when you look at the carnage on the other side of it, like I said, my stocks like Honeywell yesterday or the home builders or anything with a lot of debt, you're like, you know, even Newcore, like look at the steel stocks, look at like, it's just across the board, the gold stocks, the gold miners have been hit hard too. Stocks you would, I think would be defensive in this environment, they have a lot of debt. You don't want to buy things with a lot of debt right now because where credit gets tight, those companies could be in trouble. So, and that's what we in. We, we're in. Like, uh, uh, you know, people say, you know, are we, we going to get pushed in the next financial crisis? Because we are in a financial crisis. This is financial crisis part two. We are in one. These stocks are pricing like they are in one. The preferred stocks, PFF, bring that thing up. Somebody was yelling at me, you know, or talking to me three weeks ago on the, on the chat. Why would you sell your preferred stocks? I, you know, when I've sold them all. And I was like, because if they start, to, if, the, if the credit starts to become a concern, they will hit those stocks. Look at PFF, how much that is down. Bring up a long-term chart. It doesn't even look like it belongs. It looks like a bad tick because this, these things typically don't go down. They only go down for the most part, a little bit with interest rates, but they only go down like this when there's credit concerns. So, and there is. Don't kid yourself. There is. Some of the bank preferreds are down 20% in the last couple of days. They, they don't start hitting that stuff until there's credit concerns. There is. Let's all, let's just throw a uh, stock in here and then I see a good question from the chat. Um, it's just an old pig. Uh, I have no idea why Overstock rallied yesterday. Uh, OSTK uh, went from 267 to 317. Uh, I mean, I see a, 
a triple bottom in there at 260. So some people might be playing some lower price stocks. They bought a ton of it. They pushed it higher. Um, still overall long term stocks gotten whooped. So I mean, I mean, this like, is this is also a coronavirus play. Uh, Overstock? Why? Sure. Why? Give, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, because it hasn't went yet. Why? Sure. I, why wouldn't it be? It's online delivery. Overstock? Do they del- <laughs> It's just- it, it, it's an online retailer. What, what do you mean? It- it's an online retailer, but are they selling food? No, but they're selling everything else. I don't know. Maybe they're selling, but they sell everything else. Okay, so for me, from from my perspective, and this is your perspective, from my perspective, it's uh, what is really going is companies that are selling food online and delivering it. Food. Right, I don't know. I don't know if you so. Can I don't know if Overstock does food. That's why I would Maybe, say it is not. Apron is going know. up because they they sell food online. They deliver it. That's why it's going up. This I don't know if Overstock sells food. So food and pharmaceuticals. That's you know, I, those, I don't those know stocks are sell, going. I don't know if they sell food, but if if we're, if we're looking, like it at looks like I'm on their site right now. It looks like they sell furniture and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't wow. think you know. Maybe I you know, I think you're really stretching there to say this is a okay. stock. Just my opinion because they're not okay. selling food. Well, okay. If they were selling uh, food, Spencer, I'd be like, that's that's a good idea. But they're not. And that's yep. why I'd say no. Uh, good question here from uh, Bull from Trading. Uh, he says, Joel Dennis, what do you think will happen when a vaccine is announced? Um, uh, like a, an official, we have it. This works, we, we have it. Is that what yeah. the question? Yeah. I mean, my first but, question is, uh, when are we going to, you know, like from the time <coughs> that we have it, you know, how long is it going to get to, you know, through the process and actually a be able to use a year? A year. So, I mean, I, I, think, I think the better thing would be something gets announced as a cure. So, I mean, like something like this helps. You know, we, we're seeing stuff that helps a little bit, but it's like, no, no, this is it. This is going to start curing people. Market rallies 20% overnight. Not joking. Like we go up 4,000 Dow points on that. If, we, if they have cure, that's, that bails everything though. It changes everything. Everything overnight. That's the, that's the bull scenario is that, boom, we've got this. This drug is working. I think the market just rips like you've never seen it rip before. I hope that happens, but I don't think we're that close to a cure. I think we're we're close to things that are. Uh, I just got to blow my nose, but because of sinus <laughs> infection. But I think. I, well, go ahead. I know. I wanted. I, I was going to say. I think it would. It would be a literal <laughs> and a figurative V bottom, right? We we get a we get a vaccine. I think there's a there, there's a chance that we just shoot back up to new highs within maybe within. Days or weeks. New highs, new highs. Please don't. That's a say, bottom. Uh, yeah. and, and not the vaccine, the cure. There's two yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't we say new highs. Don't, okay, okay. Don't say new, new highs. We got to differentiate right, sorry. between yeah. the vaccine and the cure. The vaccine is in the works. They will get a vaccine, but we're probably, you know, a minimum, like towards the end of the year. Think about that. It's not going to happen sooner than that. But if they find a drug that works right now that's already in existence, like we know Gilead is something, you know, try, try to work, Regeneron is something that's working a little bit. They find one that's like, this works. That's the V bottom for sure. Right. I like, right. like, maybe, like right. that works, maybe that, not that new, works. maybe not new okay. highs. Nothing's it, for sure. it, 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 new highs was a little ambitious. And, and the reason that I, you know, I had took such a stern um, response to that is because you got to figure in the damage that's already been done. Okay. So much damage. Yeah. You're ruining generations of investors again. 
This happened in the financial crisis. This is why I never went 100% back into the market. I was 100% in, in the financial crisis. And then, you know, I did lighten up a little bit because I kind of, you know, you could kind of see it happening part of the way down. But I said, I will never invest 100% of my wealth into the stock market again, because I watched the, what the, happened during the financial crisis. And I watched a lot of stocks go from, you know, I had a bank stocks. Remember, I, I had AIG, I had Citigroup. I watched my Citigroup stock go from $60 a share to a buck. I was like, I will never buy a bank stock again in my long-term portfolio. And I don't. I, I don't know. Like, I have a couple of little Canadian bank stocks, maybe indirectly through an ETF. But for the last 10 years, I didn't participate in the banks whatsoever. My portfolio was full of tech and stuff that didn't have debt because I learned the hard way in the financial crisis. So that's what you're doing again. You are ruining a generation of investors here. Um, people, you know, are still believing that we haven't totally ruined them yet. We get this, you know, cure tomorrow. Every, the party will be back on. But I don't think that's happening. And I think, I, I potentially think, you know, Fari said you could go to Dow 14,000. It's possible. Don't kid yourself at this point in time. Don't say that's absurd. You know, we were, you know, joking because we were to find somebody more bearish than I am. It's possible. So you've got to be prepared for that. So make sure your portfolio is positioned that you can stomach it to Dow 14,000 because that could happen and it could happen fast. Yeah, it's what With we've that been being saying. said, I, I don't want to just come off that. I, I think the market's crashing and burning. We're down a long ways already. If you're selling out of all your stocks now, you're pretty late to the party. You know, you're pretty late. Like yeah, I said, I'm still selling into rips. Yeah, I don't know. I you, don't know. You, do you want to liquidate everything, Joel, and just go to cash and forget about it? My wife my wife does. I, I'm, I'm stopping. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want no, to go see, to 100% yeah, cash. I want to do it all the time on the way up, and I want to do it all the time on the way down. So <laughs> I'm not a, you know, I'm not a good barometer uh, of that, um, you know, um, is fortunately be able to you know to 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 move some stuff around around uh 2950 and uh you know i'm really glad that i did but ne not nearly not enough um uh, dennis did you make the new york post <laughs> and people are and i knew did you'd you be upset that was, e -mini, that was the e mini quote joel joel read that quote and he wasn't going to speak to me for two days after that one <laughs> Is that the same one that was in Reuters? Yeah, that was for a couple. No, that was Reuters is different. I was talking. When did you talk to the New York Post? I didn't know you were in the Money Magazine. You read the Reuters. Yeah, no, it's just on the on the New York Post. It was two days ago. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. It's my favorite. Unsubscribe. They publish anybody in that paper. Gosh darn it! You are you are too. You know what? I got to bow to you, Dennis. You were in the New York Post, man. Joel, um, loves, the, Joel loves the New York Post. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you a fan of the New York Post? Uh, they just come up with the absolute most dire stories. And it's so funny because you, you read it and you see it. And then like two days radio, I don't even listen to radio anymore because I'm not in my car going downtown or anything. But I listen to sports radio and different radio. And I'll see something in the New York Post. And then two days later, they'll be like, oh, our special segment. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I, I knew about that two days ago. But um, I do want to do a little bit of bragging, okay? What do you got? Uh, uh, Emily's going to have some pictures in, uh, uh, in Reuters uh, either today or tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Pictures of coronavirus stuff? Yeah, of course. Um, Lisa's office is switched over to uh, virtual medicine. And they've changed the procedures in their office. So they're and not so, having patients come in anymore? 
while they're having patients come in, they're taking their temperatures at the door. And then if they have a temperature, they're not allowing in. And she is considering some more, uh, some other moves right now, but she hasn't, um, she hasn't made any official moves on it yet, but uh, she's still very, very concerned. But so Emily uh, came in and took some pictures of her um, and the other doctors, you know, practicing uh, telemedicine, like that stock. And, um, and she, uh, she has some freelance contracts with, uh, with Reuters and she submitted it to Reuters and Reuters is going to use it as part of a bigger story. Nice. I, I have nice. not looked yet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she's already been in the post. I mean, I hate to, you know, be saying something positive about something that's so negative, but you know, she's getting started in her free freelance career here in Michigan. Um, and you know, that's what she did. We so want to hear positive stories. Yeah, so it's, it's, positive. it's good I mean, to hear positive stories in this. I mean, everything has been pretty ugly. People have lost a lot of money. A lot of people are starting to get sick. People know people who have gotten sick, you know, and obviously the, the news flow is probably still going to be predominantly negative. So when we could say something positive, I think it's important we say it. Ray Dalio estimates corporate losses in the <laughs> U.S. from the virus with top $4 trillion. Isn't he not hedged up? Did he not see this coming? So, like, when I see comments like that, ah, I mean, no time to be a contrarian now, but I don't know where, where was good old Ray, you know, when the market was at the top? Was he preaching caution then? So, you know, these guys can come on and say these things, but you know what? No one, no one knows. Dennis doesn't know. Well, Dennis did, you know, did pretty good on this, but no one knows. You can just throw that crap out the window. Oh, 4 trillion. It could be 10 trillion. You know, it could be, who, who the hell knows? But, you know, what I do know is that, you know, and you can put on my patriotic hat, you know, we're going to change, we're going to adapt, we're going to come out of this, a changed country in a much better way. So um, do you got, you guys want to make any more comments on that? Or do we want to? Well, I, uh, you know what, I, I do want to start uh, maybe reading more econ data, because it'll be interesting. Uh, okay. we, did, we, we did get uh, initial jobless claims uh, for for the, uh, for the week and well, jobless claims for last week, initial claims for this week, uh, continuing jobless claims for March 6, 1.7 million, which was a light on the 1.725 million uh, estimate. The prior reading was also was revised uh, downward and initial claims for this week, 281,000 versus 220,000 estimates. So more jobless claims than expected this week in the initial reading. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, these, uh, you know, the number, the next number is the one that's going to be the doozy, man. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, for a while there, we really, the only economic data point we really followed on this show was the jobs number uh, every month. And I, I think now we're going to, we're going to get, could potentially get some more movement off some other numbers as they come in and they're, and they're really yeah, bad. Exactly. So uh, do you want to start paying more attention to that? We haven't addressed this on the show today yet, but they are closing the floor of the New York stock exchange. Uh, I think just temporarily, but starting on Monday. And um, I'm, I'm wondering, 
Yep. I'm wondering. I'm wondering what kind of effects that could have. I know it's all electronic now, anyways, but uh, it could potentially maybe affect the the closing auctions. I'm thinking. I don't know because nobody will be on the floor to. I mean, you know. it's pretty much done by the computer. Most of it's automated now, so okay. I don't think it's going to affect too much. You know, obviously we don't have the human intervention um, to come in if you know needed if there's a really you know, a volatile situation, which is the you know benefit that the New York Stock Exchange has. But 90% of the market's electronic anyways now, so not maybe 95% of it. So I don't really see anything of serious. You know, I, I think it's smart. Why well, have the people down there? Um, obviously, yeah. you know, we don't need more people getting sick. Right, right. I, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they they hadn't closed it, but they're only closing it because they had confirmed cases on the floor. So. Yeah, which is scary in itself. I guess the, um, I guess those people who were confirmed actually weren't on the floor that week. It was from the week before, but still scary. Still scary. It's all still. scary. Everything is scary. So let's do this. Take a few tickers. Let's take a few yeah. tickers. Obviously, you know, we yeah. did. We talked about Blue, Blue Apron briefly. I mean, it's up forty-four percent because oh we deliver food. I mean, you're seeing, and you were kicking yourself a little bit, Spencer, because you thought about this last week. I thought about um, this too. And I, I don't even know if I mentioned it. I mean, I may not have said anything, but I definitely thought about this guy like two weeks ago, and I'm just kicking myself because I, by sheer coincidence, uh, had uh, I got suckered into a, a a different meal delivery service like like three like a month ago. And I just canceled it, so, but I was using it, and I never had before. Uh, and I, so this was sort of on my radar here, and I, I thought about it, but I didn't, didn't do anything. And ah, uh. that's welcome to being a trader. That's me all the time. I thought about it, but I didn't do anything. Which, about, which stock for every was that? trade I do, there's ten trades that I thought about. Blue I didn't do it. Blue, Blue apron. apron. Yeah, yeah. Hey Spencer, take a look at uh, the Slack chat, okay? Yep, I would try to uh, give maybe we try to get Jason Rising on the show today. Yep. Oh, then I wanted to do like a special guest thing and then a surprise uh, special guest and then you ruined it. Sorry, I ruined it. You're fired. You didn't indicate in the Slack it was meant to be a surprise, so therefore it is <laughs> not My ruined. thoughts on Blue Apron is it's a gift right now. These things can continue for a while, but you know, don't get married to this position. This is like a hot potato. You don't know where it's going to end. It will end ugly when it ends. You know, and I think when we look at the six months, months from now, it's back to two bucks. But right now it's on squeeze. There's lots of room because this thing's had reverse splits. I mean, this thing could go anywhere. So don't just think it, you know, necessarily, oh, it's done. I'm going to short it here. I wouldn't want to be shorted. I wouldn't want to be long. And it's a no touch for me. Just gambling now. Uh, we got another question in the chat. Uh, ticker dropped in there. Let me go back to it now because I didn't write down. FLIR. Rob Hood asked about FLIR. Okay. This is one that I, I've not looked at, uh, but I want to bring. I saw it, it. It had rallied a little bit. Um, I don't follow the system or this this company whatsoever. Thermal imaging. I'm just looking. Uh, you know. Yeah. What so, do they do? Well, thermal imaging. So they're going to make the. You know, sure. I'm sure they probably make the temperature gauges. I'm sure people are thinking about that. Yeah. But it's probably not a huge, you know, I don't know if that's their whole business. There's obviously a lot of things too, but, you know, I think. We got a little they, rally I going on. What's going things. on? What's going on? We got a little rally going on. Little here. rally. Ten handles doesn't even fill I had any goddamn rally we can get. I'm taking, Dennis. I think uh, the Flora Systems makes those handheld uh, temperature, you know, the people that they're using. So could this potentially take off because of that? It's a reach, but. Hey, Spencer, yeah, I, can you call Raz? Uh, I'm working on it right now. We're doing okay. a lot of different okay. things. Let's stay focused here. We're talking okay. Flora Systems, Joel. So Flora I'm Systems. telling you what they are. Before you give you a technical, I'm telling you that this is, is a stock that makes the handheld uh, temperature gauges that people are using. I believe that they do. 
And I, uh, I, I don't know. That, so wait, it could on, be a coronavirus on. play for that reason. But does it blast off in orbit because of that? I don't know, I don't know if I'm betting on it. Uh, on a relative basis, okay, it held up. It didn't make a new low for the move. So if uh, if you wanted um, if you want to lean on that, you know that fact that it didn't make a new low yesterday, you can lean on twenty eight forty eight. Hey Spencer, if I call Raz on Slack, will it come through? No. And no. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. 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 All right. That's what I'm saying. You know, on a relative basis, it didn't make a new low for the move. Keep an eye on the mark, right? 33.67. It closed near the high of the day. If you're playing this for a short-term play, 37.81 is your next target. Um, boom. That's a nice, juicy target. And then we'll just call it 38 bucks because I see another high at 38.10. If you're a cheapo and you want to wait for a pullback, you basically had a five-point move, two and a half, 30 and a half, try and buy to 31. So there, there's a F-L-I-R on the hop. Small piece of their business. It's kind of like 3M makes masks. So, you know, everybody was off about, oh, we got to buy 3M stock. Well, it's like 2% of their business and you've seen what's happened to 3M. Also, also like- so let's It's not say what I'm looking at, like, oh, this nah, is going to nah, rip. No, 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 I don't no. think so. And also, what if we get some like really good news and we get a, you know, a cure or a vaccine? You know, well, everything we already did that scenario. We're we're up twenty percent over. No, no, no. But this stock, our thermometers are gonna, you know, be as big a deal. Well, it, it, this is construction stuff. Intern, intern in the chat oh, is saying it's okay. construction more than anything. So again, yeah. I'm just gonna say that, and we are getting a little bit of a rally here. I'm getting hit on my shorts. <laughs> so <laughs> just one second as I try to trade out of stocks. Okay. Uh, Man, it's hard to buy the spy even. It's like, boom, I best, boom, I best, boom. (laughs) You're trying to buy to hedge yourself up. (laughs) Stuff moves. I got to cancel all orders because we're going up too much. Okay. All right. Um, For me, right now, I'd like to see us clear uh, 67.50. Do I have to give handles and everything now? And the reason I like this 67.50 area is because – after we hit the low and went all the way back above 2,400 and we came all the way back to 22, it looks like 2320. Uh, just when I sat down at my desk at like 6, 615, 630, we were stalling out at just above uh, 6750. But we got overnight. How low did we get overnight? You said again, we got 10 points from the low. We got so that's the, tw- the line in the sand, the 228 yeah, spot. That's, that's a good number. That's the line in the sand now. So if you want, to try to call a bottom here. If you want to, I'm not saying we're going to, but if you want to, that's your out. So you're 228. If you're buying it here at 236, you're risking what? Three, 3%, two, two and a half, three percent eight points up on two, about 3%. So if you want to try to call a bottom here, that is the line in the sand. That right. is the one that I would be leading on. All right, uh, I'm bringing on, I guess, today's surprise guest, who is no longer uh, a surprise now, because everyone did, <laughs> apparently. But uh, Jason Rasnick, I don't know if he... Jason, can you hear me? I think you can. Yes, I can hear you. Can Good you morning. Yes. Do you, do you want to show your face to us? Oh, no. It's, it, it's <laughs> not that... It's not that pretty. I don't know. Not that pretty? Okay. Well, well our faces aren't pretty either there, Jason. Yeah. So. That's true. <laughs> Especially yours, Dennis. I agree. <laughs> um, so, wait, can you guys hear me good, though? Yeah, yeah you sound great, well. Raz. Okay, cool. So, I don't know. You guys reached out. You know, this market has been, you know, it's obviously not a straight-up market. So, some things I've been doing 
is hedging with some shorts. Um, one of the biggest shorts I've hedged, and I've been screaming at the top of my lungs about it, is Aramark. They do the, um, the What's the ticker on that? What's the ticker on that? A-R-M-K. I always screw up the letters. Either A-R-M-K, A-R-M-K. or A-M-R-K. I think it's A-R-M-K or A-M-R-K. Just A-R-M-A-R-K. A-R-A-M-A-R-K. A-R-M-K is a symbol. Hello? Roger, Michael King. Okay. So I, I shorted at 2940, you know, told everyone at Benzing about it. They do, when you, all those little pizza huts that you see like at universities or all the um, oh, stadium yeah. sports, they do the vending. That's yeah. what they do. And Great the call. stock didn't move, you know. It was stayed at 29 for like two or three days, even when this stuff was happening. So shorted it and bought some puts. Um, same you thing shorted with- it outright, Raz, or did you just do it with puts? Shorted it outright at 29 Shorted it, controlling my position. I have not bought one share back. I don't Do you think this is a potential zero? I don't know when to buy it back. I got it. <laughs> That's always the toughest part. <laughs> it is the toughest part. With and the cover. I just did buy back some puts I had on Carnival. I have Carnival March 20s. April um, you know, 20s, I, I bought back the Carnivals because they're up like 300 400%. And yeah. they expire tomorrow. And so I did that, you know. But so my philosophy is... You got you got to hedge your some some of this long stuff. I'm for sure long. I'm for sure getting hit on some longs. There's no question. But my philosophy is you gotta you can short the market or find some industries that are you know totally um, messed up you know and short them because why would the cruise industry just go from you know whatever the government does? People keep saying oh you know Trump's gonna battle the cruise industry. I still don't believe though that that's right. going to affect the stock price. Like that's going to have a big impact. Um, I just don't. So uh, that those are the plays I've, I've been hedging. And I keep finding new ones to hedge. Like um, there was a, there's a company, uh, Wingstop. The stock didn't fall a cent during this. Didn't fall a cent, not one penny, literally. And so two days ago, I saw it. I was looking at all the food stocks. I was at quotes.benzing.com. I type a food stock in. I saw Wingstop was basically at, you know, didn't do anything. Well, well it's it, it's down. It, the the high was at 103 from a month ago. It's it's, it's yeah, but yeah. but look at it, look at it like three days ago. It was like 65 bucks. It didn't yeah. it was, didn't move for like a week and a half, and then uh, yesterday it finally moved 17. percent um, So I'm looking at stuff that hasn't moved or what you know or Penn National Gaming. That was another one. They just had a, a buyout of uh, this company called Barstool Sports. It's a small sports media website, and um, they use a lot of leverage. They don't. I look at companies that have a lot of leverage, um, and in this environment, that's not great. So shorted that. Um, so just you know, and I haven't really covered much except for that carnival. Um, you know, short wind casinos. Um, let me, uh, hey Raz, let me interrupt for one second here. Please, please, I'm, please. I'm not. I'm, I'm not Aramark. You know mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, everyone knows what a, what a crazy sports fan I used to be, right? And with Michigan football, Michigan basketball. Ooh, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm sitting here looking at my renewal for Michigan football tickets, right? And, I, I mean, when I, I did this and I talked about this on the Corlin Economic Report, when we do come out of this, this is going to be a change world, okay? Sports, I mean, do you think I give a hoot about a Michigan football game or a Michigan basketball game or, you know? Personally, I do, yeah. You do? Yeah. I mean, I hope I get to go back to one soon. But I'm just thinking that, 
you know, the priorities are going to be, you know, much different. And when, and referring to this air mark, I mean, they do the stadiums for these sports. I mean, sports is in, you know, if we don't get a, get a handle on this soon, I mean, sports is toast. I mean, we lost the NCAA tournament. Who yeah, knows? Joel, about the- short term, short term though. I agree with you, Dennis. Go ahead, Dennis. You, you, I was going to say, say that's a short term issue. Like right now, you know, and even like I was saying, you know, and I was trying to get into I, I, in the last month or two, because the news flow on this coronavirus has been so scary, it's hard to get interested in anything else. Once this virus goes away, once we get past all this, some stuff will go back to normal and people will watch sports. I mean, so I'm excited to start watching sports. I miss sports. Oh, it's the one too. thing I miss the most right now. You know, um, me too. And Dennis, so here, here and Joel, and this is one thing that I think is going to change, like, you know, you said short-term for sports, but here's what I think is going to change long-term for investing, and this is where I've gone to it, and I don't know all the ones. I'm on to look at MLPs today. So we were all buying, or a lot of us were buying growth stocks, you know, like, like you know, like the Teslas that I love, like the, you know, Googles. A lot of us are buying growth stocks, okay? I think this, what's going to happen in, in this environment is people are going to buy dividend-producing stocks. So I've been looking at, the um, MLPs, Wendy, Wendy's, which is a food, um, you know, you guys know Wendy's, it's down to like $7. This is what it was at like eight years ago. It, yeah. it has a dividend now of 7%. I'm not saying to buy it yet because what they're going to do is reduce royalties to their partners. They're literally just going to reduce the royalties of the partners that they charge. And so um, at some point, Wendy's could be a good buy, but you don't know because if they, if they, you just don't know. But what I'm trying to find is dividend producing stocks. So I've, I increased my REIT position. So I'm not just shorting stuff, by the way. I increased REITs. Like I, um, three different REITs I bought yesterday. What'd I you buy? REITs, because they are just, that sector is just murdered. What'd you buy? I bought, well, a, a local one in Michigan called Agri Development, a, a Alpha Dog Charlie ADC. The reason I did is it's gotten murdered and their tenant base is like Walmarts and like these big, you know, they're not a bunch of restaurants. It's, it's companies that Walgreens, that are paying the rent and, and these are fixed 100 year contracts. So it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, um, set up for a recession. And the CEO is working on that for three years, you know, three years setting up for a recession. So that's one of the ones The you know, I own another one called sun communities. It's mobile home parks. The problem with mobile home parks with all the layoffs of people are they going to have their money for rent? That's like, so that's the, the question. Uh, and, but, and, but Jason, going back to the dividends for a second, how concerned are you that companies are, are not going to come in? Like, do you think that they can come in there and just start cutting dividends? Because that seems like the most likely. Well, Darden did it today. Darden just suspended the dividend. Oh, did they? I didn't see that. Yeah, suspended it today. 10% so, yield, it's suspended temporarily. So Darden, Darden is one of my bigger shorts. So I'm glad I don't have to accumulate that dividend. Darden's what is the my... difference between Darden and Wendy's? I'll tell you. So Wendy's, <laughs> Wendy's, Tryan, Nelson, N- N- Nelson Peltz, Tryan, Nelson Peltz. He's, he's famous that he's, he's the, you know, the active yep. investor and it's very smart. I think that they are less levered, but Wendy's, I didn't also say to you, I bought Wendy's stock. I did buy <laughs> Wendy's stock. $8 went down to seven fifty, and I got out of it because I am afraid they're going to cut the dividend. I'm not saying to you to buy to go out and buy Wendy's. I am saying to you though, it is one of those ones with a six percent dividend that may cut the dividend because the royalties are going to go down. Darden had to cut. Darden had to cut their dividend though. Then it's for a different reason. Darden owns a lot of high end restaurants, so right? Nice, right. nice steakhouses, right? But, but guess what's even worse? 
they own a lot of high-end steakhouses. If it was just that and, the, you know, they laid off a lot of employees, their steakhouses, Spencer, are in the most high-rent district in the, in the world. And they have the top places in the world. Their rent is, go, is through the roof. Darden is going to keep is I mean I've shorted Darden for a while now but it's going to keep getting hit I think because the high rent Wendy's Brent I mean uh, Dennis on the other side uh, can stay open drive throughs it can stay open and but you know I think it'll weather the storm mark more you know I agree floor- I agree with that I agree with all that I, I do take issue though I wouldn't call Olive Garden high end that's just my opinion <laughs> it's sit down though not drive through so there is a <laughs> distinction there I mean yes like drive yes. through restaurants McDonald's wait, wait. Wendy's it's sit down you go and have a nice meal uh, no, I, 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 I know I know what he meant I know what he meant I just <laughs> well no I mean it's a good like, point could like, someone Bruce, find out why the Bruce hell we're Chris. rallying like this real quick I don't have my pro up. Maybe ask Brent because we got a spirited rally going on here. Yeah, um, yeah I'm looking. Uh, Raz, I want to hop in here uh, from the chat. Uh, uh, we got go for the W. Wants to know what you think of Star- uh, Starbucks. And I guess. Joel, they- oh my God! Some- go for the W. Like Joel. Like before Spencer ripped me on the Olive Garden, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. It's you know that's fair. Um, but I was about to mention Starbucks. So Starbucks, very interesting. All right, I got two things on that. I'd love to hear your feedback, guys. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm looking to short Starbucks right now. My reason to short Starbucks is twofold. One is that a lot of the Starbucks locations, I don't think anyone's accounting for this really, are in office complexes. They're in office buildings. That's There's true. So That's true. Starbucks. So call. without the offices and you're at home, what I think is going to happen a lot right now is people are buying Keurigs and making coffee at home. I know, like, we don't have a K-cup machine. I want to go to Costco and get a, a, a Keurig machine. So Starbucks, I think, are going to take a hit. Even though even though they have drive throughs and stuff, and Starbucks has taken a little bit of a hit. Don't get me wrong. But I think Starbucks has more to fall. But people right now are buying Starbucks because they're saying, look, it's low, like Apple, you know, I'm going to buy it. So it's one that I kind of want to take a short on. or buy, I want to buy some puts, actually. And, you know, I think that, that, you know, with all the locations they have, even if Brett, even Spencer, even if they're not in office complexes, they're near office buildings. They That's go where the point. action is. And also so, high rent areas. Also high rent areas. Great point. Great point. The only, the only benefit it has, though, versus um, and maybe it's not Dart as much. More of the Roost Chris or the high end steakhouse ones. Um, there's a couple other restaurants like that that have high rent. The only advantage Starbucks is it has lower rent, you know. But like, like I know one of the most busy Starbucks is in New York across from jp morgan's headquarters it's the big i think it's like the top 10 it's and right next I, door yeah i used to go there yeah it's right next door to jp morgan so i talked and, to about and, i talked to a buddy yesterday and i asked that question he said there is no one in the store they can't there's no that's like so that's my thing i think starbucks so i don't know go for the w i don't know what you think about it but I, but i do think this room this you know pre-market prep we should look at dividends like try to find some good value stocks yep because yep, I don't, no. I don't have like a list. Like you know, your question about Wendy's, it's not. You know, it, the my whole thing is that you can just drive through. But I don't have a list of good state. Back in the day, in our parents' day, you know, our parents' day back in the day, they found these nice dividend companies like General Electric and IBM and you know Microsoft. There isn't that comfort these days. So I, I would challenge all of us guys to find some nice dividend stocks. You know, maybe MLPs or what have you, oil. I don't know. I mean, ExxonMobil used to be one of those. But, you know, you want some stocks that you won't lose your principal, but you'll get dividends. I mean, by the Fed lowering interest rates to zero, well, where do we do with our money? You know, if we have any money, 
Like, what do we do with it? Well, yeah, I and think- I don't think people are going to be spending, you know, five bucks on, a, you know, a Starbucks coffee. You know, if they're, I mean, for me, I just uh, get the double shot of espresso and then I say, oh, you put a tad of coffee in there and it cost me like a buck fifty. But I'm not going to be doing that much. Okay, Raz, are you ready? Wait, 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 I, actually, I just say AT&T. Like, I mean, you could talk about AT&T. Oh, that's good. Okay. 6.4, dividend now. Everybody loved it back. It was 38, 39. It's 31 bucks. It's obviously holding up better because, look, AT&T is not going out of business, I don't think, here. Um, no, that's, good. that's a good one. So like- that, that's a thought process here of a stock that may – I had sold this because I was – I had sold this a while ago. I had my long-term portfolio for a long time, and I was concerned about their margins getting squeezed over time as competition gets more intense, cutting the cord, all the other stuff. But none of that's really on the table here right now. So you know, if you're looking you know, for a dividend play, 6.54%, I think the AT&T dividend is safe. Yep. No, that's a great one. And then um, I think that's a great one. And then um, I can't, you know, and then the other one that I think about shorting and I maybe a little bit short, but I'm thinking about is Tiffany's. Um, I'm, I'm looking at high end retail that is going to take a hit just on this stuff. It's kind of what Joel said. You know well, that well, Jason, normal. Jason a Tiffany's because it has a takeover on the table. Right. So Remember this one ball. is interesting though. Because I, we talked about this two days ago on the show, Jason. We're starting to see stocks that are getting taken over for cash start to go down because they're worried those deals aren't going to go through. That's, if Tiffany's deal doesn't go through, this thing could be at 60 bucks. Not joking. It could, fall, it could get cut in half in one day. If it goes through, it's 135 I think the cash takeout price, I think, is 135 So yeah, at 110 true. you're like 25 points if the deal goes through. If it doesn't, probably gets cut by 50 so, well, so that, it's just a bet on deal or no hey, deal. Hey, we got a good crashed, one from it, it crashed five dollars a couple of days ago. Oh, it, it's because people are. It, it's it crashed yesterday. It crashed yeah. big time because people are worried about the deals that are on the table. We'll see it at log me in too. Logm, same story. Got put, yep. hit pretty hard. I, I said I'm short Cypress Semiconductor right now. I've shorted. I said on the show a few days ago that I shorted after I talked about it because I'm like I don't know. This deal falls apart. Cypress Semiconductor is like a twelve dollar stock. If the deal goes through, it's twenty three. I like. I kind of like the upside. Twenty three and a half. I think. Yeah, because you know, you know, someone's not going to come in and bid twenty five for it. Not, too, not right this now. environment. Yeah. No, hey, and, and, and Joel. One question to you: Are you still are you still super long beyond me? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it or not, I lost money buying puts on that thing. Um, we got a great. We got a great one in the chat here. Waste management. Wm. Wow. Wow. I mean, smart. garbage is never going to go out of business. The only thing is, you know, What's yeah, it, yeah. I mean, um, you know, that's it. And that's had a nice rally from uh, 90 to 110. But Raz, before I let you go, man, the million dollar question here, a stock that you've loved for a long time. What about Tesla? Yes. So, well, Tesla and one other thing, Zoom video, I'm staying long Zoom video for the foreseeable future, just uh, even what it goes to. Pay attention to Zoom video. I, I have some color in that industry. People are moving to this, you know, webinar. We use it. Stuff. We use it right now. We're using it right it's now. It's great. It's great. So, Raz, Raz, you know how many different, you know, uh, things we tried to run the show on. I remember when uh, Adam Bratt was trying to figure out, because Dennis was in Canada and I was in the office and we were trying to bring guests on. And this is seamless. It, even I can run it too. I mean, that's how easy it is to use. Yeah, I know. So Zoom is up today. Keep watching that. So Tesla, Tesla, I took a little bit off at 540 or 640. It was between 540 and 640. And I'm um, thinking of getting back in. So here's what's going to happen on Tesla. You know, 
obviously they're going to have to stop production right now. They were six months ahead on their Model Y. They're, um, the semi is going to have some news out very soon. Um, I'm still a believer in, in Tesla in a big way because it has the best auto pipeline of anyone in the world. And so you're getting to valuations where you're going to, Tesla is a stock that literally goes up and down, up and down. It's not for the faint, you know, it's not for someone that doesn't want a stress-free stock. I could see it fall another 60 bucks or so. Um, but I'm a buyer. Like I'm, I'm a long-term buyer in this thing. I think it's going to be way higher. And I, I like the people that I know that get these model threes nonstop. I told Spencer Israel two years ago that there'll be one in every parking lot. And he like thought after he had a, he had a meeting with me that I shouldn't say that if I don't believe it, but, but I did. And well now it's two, <laughs> but, but now it's two, two years later. And I said a model three in every parking lot. I see three model threes in every parking lot now. Three, and I think we're on the line with Jason Rasnick. He's the founder of Benzinga, longtime investor, uh, building a young company here. You know, Raz, let's just ask you real quickly. I mean, you know, you're building. You're one of these small businesses out here, and um, you know, it's it's a tough environment here. And I I don't know if you're going to be eligible for you know any of this government stuff here, but just you know, just talk what it's like. I mean, you got to besides taking care of your family. And, you know, you're, you're, you're running a small company here. What, how are you doing things? And how are, how are you changing the way the company conducts itself here um, in a situation that probably, honestly, you never thought you would be confronted with? No, I mean, that's two, two things on that. One thing you know about, we're White House correspondents. So I was going to go to the White House Sunday to be in the press room on Monday so I can ask Trump a question about some of the things he's doing because I don't think that we're thought of as often and in real people's lives. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of changes at our company. We're trying, you know, we got to, you know, change it for the better. But um, I mean, think about our, our events business, right? I mean, we have an event every month or every two months, physical events. We can't have those anymore. Like we can't have them. So there's drastic changes that are going to happen. I do want people to like, you know, I honestly think people should be at home, work from home, and try to get back to sort of like a new normal that we're not just watching corn all day. We're smartly staying home. We're not going to interact with people. We're not going to the gym. We're staying home, but let's get back to business as usual in America because that's how, you know, our economy has prospered over the years, but it is a new normal. It is a, it is uh, stressful because, you know, I'm like, I have a mentality that we're Rocky that Benzinga is rocky and we're, we want to fight, you know, for the good cause. And it's sad that these kind of times are going. And so I really appreciate like, you know, the pre-market prep, prep loyal community. If you guys are listening, please tell your friends to tune into the show. Like we need more support now. We need like help and, um, and words. And, and Charles, uh, Joel setting up a little donation campaign on the, on the site. Just put, put the money, put the money in the donation so we can keep the, we can keep the, the, the satellite working. But uh, no, seriously, it, it is a time that it's not for the faint of heart and it's something that um, we're taking seriously and spending a lot of hours and a lot of stress. And I do appreciate guys like you, Joel, checking in on me and seeing how I'm doing. So I do appreciate it. What about, did you see the Ackman rant? Yes, saw the whole thing live. And, and what, do, what do you think? Um, thought he raised some really good points um, about just take a, a, a spring break. I thought he raised some really good points. I mean, we, the thing is our costs don't stop Joel. Like, you know, our rent that we pay 
in Detroit doesn't stop. So those are some of the things that, you know, like have to like figure that out. But do I think he's right that we should stay home for 30 days? Yeah, I mean, anything to stop this thing, you know, because I, I believe that they're going to figure out some therapeutics in the near term within the next three to six months that'll work. Therapeutics, which is different than a vaccine, that which should take a year. And so I think there will be some stuff. I was watching Michael Milken. Michael Milken had some stuff on his therapeutics, but he has some great points. Um, do I think it's the end of the world? I mean, look, China had or that area had no no cases yesterday. You know what I mean? So um, there's some improvement. There's some flatlining there. No cases yesterday in China. None. Um, so like, that's a positive. No. The only new cases coming in, they're getting are the people that are coming in that are escaping Europe and are leaving Europe and coming going to China to escape it, and they're bringing it with them. But uh, yes. they had they had no new no domestic new cases yesterday, which is a big positive. Uh, Jason, uh, do you have any thoughts on McDonald's? Somebody in the chat really really wants your thoughts on McDonald's. So McDonald's is one of those ones. I don't know what the dividend is, but one of those ones that's more stable. I'm definitely not a shorter of McDonald's. I think McDonald's is not as much as an office retail play where you can short it. McDonald's one, I think, is not going to take much much more of a hit. I think McDonald's is in a good position. Um, that's one of the few that I would be a buyer of. I mean, even Darden today, guys, is up, okay? Darden's up $1.40. And when Royal Caribbean was going up, and I was down a lot, it was, go, it was going up, I tried to short more. Um, I don't think Darden is going to be going up. It just doesn't make any sense right now to me. But McDonald's? That's when I went short. I would be long. It seems like a safe play. I don't know. Is there a what's the dividend on it? Is there? Do you guys know uh, it? Don't have it in front of me. I can look it up. I like the dividend. Three point six eight. Three point six eight percent. Three point six eight percent. I like McDonald's. Um, I don't own it, but that's one I would uh, actually go look at. I've wanted McDonald's my long term portfolio for a long time. Me too. The one problem is when we go to and this is why there could be a little more downside. If they do go to a full quarantine where we're not allowed to leave the house except for essentials, McDonald's will close those drive throughs as well. You're saying so, it's not essential? <laughs> Maybe McDonald's can get to, themselves essential. To, to My kids think is. the Happy Meals are essential. I'll tell you that much. So tell you that, my yeah. kids would vote that McDonald's is essential. But so the ru- rumor uh, has it in, in Michigan they're going to close drive-thrus. Rumor has that. I think that's coming. Three days. And, and, and the stocks could take a hit on that too. I think McDonald's is going to be a buy at some point in time though. This is not going to zero in my opinion. I'm for sure putting, I think it's I'm a buy sure, somewhere. But I I'm think you get sure it cheaper yet. I'm for sure putting McDonald's on my list. On my list, too. Um, putting it on the shop. I'm adding it, too. I got a list going, Raz. <laughs> yeah, same thing. You guys just went on the shopping list. What you Not buying it, the, though. What you should do in the pre-market page is put a list of that are on our shopping list. People can come in and like, you can say, like, you know, we bought or not. Because, like, these are ones that we want to remember. Because, again, let's get a more stable portfolio that doesn't fluctuate as much and gets you dividends. So, you know, you get your payment every, every month, you know? I mean, some of my best stock picks of my entire life were during the 2008 crisis, 2001. Like, I bought Sun Communities at, like, $3 or, no, $7 and then $10. It's at 130 But why is one of my best picks ever? Yes, the move up was amazing. But the dividends it, it brought in. And so that's what I just – I want to get back to that game and not just some speculation is it going to go 100%. Yeah. Yes, I'm a Tesla fan, but, like, Spencer, you know, like, you know, it's something that it's nice to get that income to come in. And it takes a long time to develop it. So if we can find some, you know, four to four to ten percent dividends right now, even higher, ten to sixteen percent on some of these plays, 
and that mm-hmm. we can get them to stable. I think we can really get winning picks in this room here, and let's let's keep this show going all day. And You're making your people picks. hungry. You're making but, people hungry. Wait, last thing I want to say, Jason just brought up a great, a great point. Dennis did too, and I was reading this. Uh, Michael Batnick wrote this yesterday. Michael Batnick works for Barry Ritholz and Josh Brown at, at their firm. Write it down. If you, if it's one thing to think about buying something, but write it down, write what you want to buy and when you want to buy it, when meaning price or time doesn't matter, but write it down because without that, you have nothing. Write it down. That's the advice for the day. So could you write Brett Spencer, take the advice I'm saying, can you write it down and put it in our, in our shopping list for the show? So we come in and we will remember these names. We got McDonald's on the shopping list. Um, Starbucks you know that Spencer doesn't move from that spot all day. I haven't, I, I haven't <laughs> left this table in, in a week. Jason Rasnick <laughs> is the founder and CEO of Benzinga. Jason, thanks for the time. And uh, If you want to reach me, I'm Jason at Benzinga.com is my email and, and Twitter at Jason Rasnick. Thank you guys for the show. Thanks, right. Raz. Thanks, that was a great segment, man. It's Who so needs so Kramer? It's, we got Raz. It's so nice to he- be able to hear you guys every morning and bring trust into the market and your opinions. You guys are the best show around. So really, we're going to get you on more. We're going to get you on more and maybe get Josh on too. Anytime, anytime. Oh boy. All right. Uh, that was Jason Rasdick. I want to wrap up our show. Thanks Wait, to Spencer, him. let me, yes. Dennis, you need to go, right? Dennis, you need <laughs> I to go have... trade. Yeah. I'm going to go trade. Yeah. I, I got a few minutes here. So I okay. just want to, I want to keep things open. I just want to try and like one thing Jason said was like, um, Ford uh, suspends dividend to preserve yep, cash. Yeah, just, just um, saw that. There's two things I want to do. Uh, one, I want to look at a couple stocks, and uh, one of them is Zoom, ZM, and, I mean, relative performance, this thing is a champ. I mean, I thought this thing was great before, right? Um, so, man, there's tons of support here at, you know, 103, 104. I know that's a long ways away, so if you get a flush there – uh, that's what I would look at is uh, support, and um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, one other real quick segment that I want to do, um, uh, a lot of you um, don't know Brent Slava, and Brent runs our Benzinga Pro News Desk, and uh, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people and getting a lot of information, and I'll tell you, some of the best information I've got is from that guy. And I really appreciate him. You guys don't understand what he's doing on Benzinga Pro. And he has a difficult job of looking at all this information. And not all the information is accurate here. I mean, you're getting, you know, there's people that want to spread rumor and innuendo. And he has a big responsibility on, you know, the Benzinga Pro platform to decipher all that stuff. And I've been, I've been closely following, talking to him. He, he talked to me on my way home and my 12-hour trip back from Virginia. And um, he put a list together with us. Uh, he put it together by himself. And I just want to, Spencer, just bring up the list and it, it, it tell, him, tell our people what it is. Uh, yeah, I guess you can call. I don't really know what you'd call this list, uh, uh, but I, I guess it's a – a survival list to some extent, but it's not, it's not the same names we've been discussing on this show. It's not the consumer staples. These are, these are five stocks that are on Brent's radar today. Uh, General Electric, because they make ventilators. Uh, Hill Rom, ticker is HRC. They also make ventilators. 
Uh, PG&E, PCG, we talked about that. That's the California utility company that's bankrupt. Uh, we've talked about that on the show for a year probably. PCG is on its radar. Uh, utility play, self-explanatory. Universal Technical Institute. I didn't even know that was a publicly traded company until this morning, but it's an online uh, college. And so you have to think with uh, a lot of schools being uh, canceled for the semester now that uh, there may be some potential boon to online education. Uh, and Ecolab, ECL, uh, is, is also on his list. And they make cleaning supplies, disinfectants, and that, that sort of thing. So GE, HRC, PCG, UTI, and ECL, UTI, that's a horrible ticker. Uh, ECL, those are, the, uh, those are the five stocks that are on Brent's radars today. That, 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 I don't know what the, what the charts say. I don't know if they've broken out yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up uh, here. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up uh, like HRC right now on the chart. I haven't looked at it, but yeah, it has broken out. And, but regardless, these are five that, that Brent is, Brent's watching. Okay. All right. Um, we just, uh, I, I don't know. I guess Mnuchin was on, um, on Fox. He's on all the time. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible to keep track. Everyone is speaking all the time between uh, uh, Kudlo and Mnuchin and even the president. I mean, there's so many public uh, uh, announcements being made that it's impossible to keep track. And we know that there has been some coordination from central banks as far as uh, relief packages. ECB came out yesterday. Fed came out the day before that. Uh, so I, I wouldn't attribute a spike to any one comment and as we've seen yeah. uh, rallies rallies are to be sold anyway so i wouldn't put too much weight into any one comment as far as the market's reaction to it okay all right i i don't know why we're rallying we are we're above the yeah. range on the session um you know like who, I who said, knows anything yep who knows yeah, anything who knows at this point? Anything. one thing I, one thing i want to say before i forget is uh just like we've been doing uh this throughout the entire week today joel and i will be on at 3 40 until the close we'll be joined by chris temple from the national investor and we're going to talk through what happened today and uh kind of talk ourselves into the market close and sort of you can hear me that. quote the s and p's like, uh, Yes, like yeah, I yesterday joel, yesterday was, joel was live quoting s and p's so uh that was a rally <laughs> I mean, we've seen a rally at the close for a couple of days now. So who knows what today holds, but we'll be on at 340 uh, today with Chris Temple. Uh, I want to thank everyone in our chat, both on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. Catch the, the, the podcast of this show or the replay on YouTube or wherever podcasts are available. Uh, please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. All right, 9.15. Everyone have a great rest of your morning, great rest of your day. We will talk to you at 3.40, and the whole crew will be back with you tomorrow morning.